So we were discussing yesterday, right, the idea of how the Tzemach Sedek, before he begins to discuss the Yehudim, how we need to have an introduction. And the introduction is that there has to be a hafshata of the Gashmias. Right, that's the first thing that has to take place. There has to be a shata of the Gashmias. So he says, right, he brings, there is an obvious hafshata of the Gashmias, which goes without saying that the, the rabbit does not have to discuss. Because it, it's very obvious. That when we say that Hashem has eyes, Hashem has arms, Hashem has a head, etc., etc., obviously, uh, we're not talking about Hashem actually having eyes or a head or whatever it happens to be, right? That's an obvious thing. That goes without saying. What exactly does the Rebbe want to talk about? The Rebbe wants to talk about here a different type of Havshata. What type of Havshata? The Havshata that there are later day Mukubalim that are making a big mistake. Their mistake, he's saying, is with regards to the Shemus, right? When we have, we know there are different names of Hashem that we talk about during davening. And what they're saying is that, for example, Shem Kale is the sphere of Chesed. Shem Elohim is the sphere of Gevura. And the Rebbe is saying that that cannot be. Let's start again from Ach. See, on the top of the page, top line, Ach, Oidzos. We're going to take a running start. We did this yesterday. Right, we have to know. Havshata, the Havshata, namely a different type of Havshata, different type of undressing. And that is what Yachas means a connection. They connected, the Mukubalim connected. Shemos Elohim Lemidos Pratim. Names of God to particular Midos. Come out, for example, and he gives examples now. Shem Kale Bechesed. Right? He says, Shem Kale, they're saying, these, uh, these later day Mekubalim are saying, Shem Kale is, for example, Chesed. Belokim Begvura. Eina Kavana Al Gufa Sphira Mamish. So don't make the mistake that Rabbi is saying here to say that this is referring to the different Midos in Atsilus. Right? As certain of the later day, Mukubalim made this mistake. And that's the point that he's trying to bring. That this is a das that is very Megushim. This is the Megushim das that he's trying to take away from us. That this is going according to, like he says, their seichel. And the whole idea of Kabbalah is it's something that is received. Because what we're saying is that the Svira is one particular Mida. Chesed is Chesed. And Chesed is not Gvura. That it's true. It is a Kayach Eloki. It's a godly life force. Shinnet Salmimenu, which was emanated from him. Important word here is Netzal. Why Netzal as opposed to Nivra? Why Netzal as opposed to Nivra? Because it's not Mamish and independent existence. No, that's not. The sense of Look at the word. Look at the root of the word. Oh, because Atsilus. Atsilus, right? 
right? That was in talking about the spheres of Atsilus here, Mimanu. Come on, Kayacha Chesed or Kayacha Gvura. This is not what we're talking about when we say G O D. That's not it. Why? Because, like we say every Friday in 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 uh, in Pasach Eliyahu, <coughs> excuse me, Shehu Yisbarach, that he, the Abishter, may be blessed, right? Shehu Yisbarach, Lav Mikol Inon Midos Ihu Klal. You cannot attribute one of those Midos to him, or that to say that he is one of those Midos. Can you do it like it is known? And it is explained very well. Tuva means many places. Okay, so l- let me just say outside what the problem is here. The problem that the Senosetic is dealing with, because it seems so simple the way we're saying it now, but it's not so simple. Okay? The simplicity of what he's saying, what makes it or makes it looks very simple, is it's so obvious. Like, what, why would you think that a mida of Atzilus is God? Right? It's obvious. You know, uh, who would think that? Right? There's two basic issues with that. Issue number one is we say, Hashem and his causations, Hashem and his lighter one, his life force is one, Hashem and his causations are one. We say this in the Zaire, we talk about it throughout all of Hasidus, which means in Atzilus, he is one. Hashem is one with all of the things that are going on there. Point number two I want to bring out is the idea that why in the world do we have different names for God? In other words, if you're going to tell me that God is one thing, right? God is everything, God is all, and you cannot say that there is a particular Mida, that God is Chesed or God is... Gvura or whatever. I'm not saying that he's not. He's everything, right? But we're not going to limit him to this. So then why throughout all of davening are we using different names? Why not just say the word God, for example, and that's it? Well, just every time we want to, we're referencing Hashem, right? Well, we just use the same name and that's it. But no, we see clearly there are different names. And those different names are clearly indicating something. Because why are we mentioning all these different names? And we know, even if you learn Nigla, that these different names are implying different points of different attributes, right? Shem Kael is Chesed. And Shem Elohim is Gevura. So how could he be? On the one hand, we're saying that he's everything. He's infinite. On the other hand, what we're saying is that, there's, that there, are a, there is a specific name which indicates Gevura. There is a specific name which indicates Chesed. So what is it? Is it Chesed or is it Hashem? Is it Gvur or is it Hashem? So the way the Rebbe is saying it right now, it's like so obvious. Why would you even make such a mistake? But it's not so clear. It's not so obvious. That's what I'm trying to bring out to you. Okay? So we have to deal with this issue. Because we deal with it every single day in davening, for example. And it also is going to influence the way we daven. Right? In other words, are we supposed to be thinking these things when we're saying these names during davening? Or are we just supposed to be thinking about God as God, as the way we say it? Or like he's going to say a little bit later on in the Mimer, next couple of chapters, the way a, a child calls out to his father. He doesn't think of his father as being kind 
or gurdik or uh, you know any of the other emotions it just says you know father father you know tati that's it so now with that introduction let's go back inside so he says like this right go back a couple uh, go back a, a, a line you cannot say about that sphera of Atzilus. As much as it's one with Hashem, you cannot say that it's the Etzim Elokah, that it's Hashem Himself. You can't say about Hashem that He's one of these Midos. Like it is known. And is explained very well, in many places, even the level of Chachma, which is the beginning of Atzilus. Shmuel, you see where we are? You good? Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six lines down. If you don't see where we are, speak up. Okay? It says like this, that even Chachma, right, which we talk about as Kayachma, Right, we talk about is the highest level of an, an atzilus. Right, even at that level is no comparison to Allah to Him, Hamiraimim which is much miraimim, higher, elevated up. Misnase also elevated. Right, from the essence of chachma. Everyone's good? If that's the case that we're saying now, it's impossible to say that these names that we mentioned above. See his point? So therefore you cannot say that Kale is Chesed of Atzilus. Elohim is Gvur of Atzilus. Everyone's good with this? Yes? Because the way that we call something cannot, in the, in the, in the Pasuk, for example, cannot go away from the simple Taich. So when a, let's say, a Malamed in Cheder is teaching a child this uh, Pasuk, right, and it says, Shem Elohim or Shem Kale or whatever, how does he Taich it? God. G O D, God. Gimel Aleph. Tess in Yiddish, got right? This is how he touches it. This is the touch. So you can't say that we're talking about, oh, this is a particular midah, this is chesed, or this is gvura. So when we read from the Torah, one of the shamos of the known names of Hashem, that he may be blessed, is called by them, our kavana, the kain who haperush beemis, and this is actually the true explanation. Al etzim elokai yisbarach on the Abishter himself, on God himself. Haboyre kol hanimtzayim mehaayin amuchlat, which is bringing into existence all the nimtzayim from the ayin hamuchlat, from absolute nothingness. Now it's interesting to note here, he says, instead of saying kol hanivraim, he says kol hanimtsayim. Any idea why? Haboyre kol hanimtsayim mehaayin amuchlat. Because the silos is Good. Because it also implies that silos. 
right? Atzilus, the spheres of Atzilus are not uh, considered a nivra, right? It's an emanation. So even the, the spheres of Atzilus, we're saying Hashem created them. Hashem made them. So if He made them, what's that indicate, which we're about to touch upon this idea? It's not them. It's not, it's not them. And also, what's another point? But even they that, don't really capture it is definitely connected it's to Hashem. Connected, it's not. One thing. It's not uh, it is one with Hashem. It's not, it, it, but there is a time when it wasn't. Kadma haheder. There was a time when this was not there. So if there's something that is kadma haheder, everything in creation is a kadma haheder. There was a time when it wasn't there. So it cannot be talking about God. God is the only thing, right, that there is no kadma haheder. There is no time that he wasn't. There wasn't a time like before God. It doesn't exist such a thing. But Chesed of Atzilus, can we say that there's a time before Chesed of Atzilus? Absolutely. Is there a time before this table existed? Kadma HaEder. Yes, there was a time that this table was not here, that this wood was not here, that this metal was not here, that you were not here, that I was not here. Kadma HaEder. There was a time before me. If you're talking about something that's Kadma HaEder, you cannot be talking about God. You following what you following the argument? This is a discussion, famous discussion in, in Jewish uh, literature, right? Because the Abishter is the Matsui, the first being to be. Which his existence literally is from himself, meaning that his existence, there was never a time that he wasn't there. Right? That there's nothing that created him. And if you would say that something created him, then you'd have to say that that thing is then infinite, that that thing is whatever it is. But you have to go back to the original point. Whatever the original point is, that's the Abishter. And everything else is a concept of what? That he says here, who brings into being all the things that are in being, after a header, after there was an absence of that thing. Header means to be missing, to be absent, right? So once you're dealing with anything that had a header before it be coming into being, cannot be God. Are you following the argument? Yes or no? Yeah. levado kadma header. He alone is the only thing so we have a, a little bit of a shtickle issue here. Because on the one hand, we're saying that the spheres of Atzilus are, are one, are yichud. They're totally one with Hashem. On the other hand, we're saying kadmo ahedr. So we're, we're, we're shtickle uh, stuck here. Because you can't say that the, the let's say, the, the spheres of Atzilus are the same as this table. This table is a, is a mamash and nivra. You cannot say that chesed of Atzilus is a nivra. Malach Michal is a nivra. Malach Michal is sitting in, in Bria. He is an expression of chesed. And so is Atzilus. Chesed of Atzilus is also an expression of, of chesed. But Malach Michal is a Nivra, and you cannot say about him, you cannot say that. But Chesed of Atzilus is not a Nivra. 
Are you following? Are you following the argument here? Yes. And since all of the names of the names that we mentioned before, Kale, Elohim, etc., right? The Kavana is on him. Right? You got it? So Eich Efsha. So how is it possible Loimar to say How could it possibly be then to say that this particular name is showing on this particular sphera? Kamo Kale Bechesed. So that's what the Rebbe is saying here. You cannot say that Kale is in Chesed. Is 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 Chesed? I should say. You cannot say that. You following? It's good. What does he mean after the Hanaha Kavana by Allah? He's very Ramesh. Why, why, what? What exactly does he mean by by the Hakavana by Allah? He's very Ramesh. When we mention those names, the intention is God. When we say Kale, we mean Hashem. When we say Elohim, we mean Hashem. Is it my Kavana? And the Kavana of it being written. By Hashem Himself. In the Torah, it does not mean that the idea of that name is Dafka on a particular sphere. Now, the obvious question that has to be going through our mind, like I said before in the introduction, is so then why do we have all these different names? That should be going in your mind now. Right? That's the obvious question from this whole thing. Like, if we're only dealing with Hashem the way He is Hashem, right? Shalok Kadma Aheder, that there's nothing came before Him, right? He's the Matsui Rishon. So then why, why, are we, why are we confusing ourselves with all these different names? Right? You following the question? But we're not there yet. But you should just have that in your mind. Put it somewhere in the, you know, the recesses of your head that this is an issue for us now. Right? But here, we're not driving that argument. We're driving the opposite side. Because chesed is a metzias. It is a form. Shinishavu Mimenu that was brought into existence, Mimenu Yisbarach from the Abishter himself. Kesharkol Animsayim Shekadma Maheder, just like all the other things that were brought into existence at a time that there was a time that they were not in existence. And now it is a time that they are, yes, in existence. So the fact is that you can't say that about them, they're, they're the Matsui Rishon. They're not the Matsui Rishon. They were not there before. Now they are there. Yes, good. Right. Okay, so now we bring up an issue. What's the point that he says with this with these six words, seven words? Still a part of him. Okay, good. Continue. What else is he? What else is he trying to bring out here? It's not. Well, it's not. It's not, it's not separate from him. Okay. That's... So, even though it's, it wasn't wasn't existent before, it's still like connected to him in a way. Like. Continue. Yeah. Like it came from him. Well, like, didn't everything come from him? Right, but it was like never. <clears throat> it was always a part of him. Like even we think it's even, it was always a part of him even before creation. Um, not, he didn't say that Even there. Even though it's a, coming from a potential state that precedes creation, it's still not actually him. Well, are we going that argument or are we going the other way now? I think we're going the other way. <clears throat> 
In other words, what he's saying here is now a new point. He's saying, we just knocked off, and we are saying, look, it's not him, it's not him, it's not him, it's not him. Kadma Heder, etc., etc. But now, the Tzalan Sedek is coming from the other angle. He's saying, but wait a minute. Don't think that Chesed Vatzilus is the same as Malach Michal, or this table. Chesed Vatzilus is not a Nivra. A Nivra means what? What's the difference between a Nivra and a Nimtza? Something that's like a Matthias Mamish. Uh, you're saying that Chesed doesn't have a Matthias? Yeah. Not in it's, the same sense. Isn't that the idea of a Nimtza? Nimtza, Matthias. The same thing. It's the same thing? That's the, that's the word. Same word, right? Or like a Nimtza is like a Davar Gashmi. Is it a Davar Gashmi? Is Malach Michal a Davar Gashmi? Yeah, okay. It has a separate uh, identity. Oh, good. A Nivra is something that has a separate identity. As a yesh, not necessarily, because it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily. The idea of why we use the word nimtza by atzilus is because it's not a nivra. It's not its own creation. But it's still a mitzvah. You could say it's a mitzvah. It's a form. It's a mitzvah. There, there is a mitzvah there that's called chesed of atzilus. Wait. So what's the difference exactly between a mitzvah and a nivra? Then I thought they were the, so what, the same. So thing what we're saying, what we're saying here, what we're saying here is that there's such a thing called a nivra. A nivra is, has its own self-identity. A nivra has its own self-identity. For example, Malach Michal is a nivra. It's not a Gashmistic a nivra, but it is a nivra, right? Malach Michal has its own separate identity. He's separate, so to speak, in that way from Hashem because he is, uh, you can't say, oh, he's a yesh, you know, whatever. You know, that's not, it's to say that, Malach Michal, right? But there is a name to this creature called Malach Michal, right? That's the idea of a nivra. He's creating nivra, right, of a yesh. Nim, the idea of chesed vatzilus, what he's saying here is that it's not, it's still completely one with Hashem. What we're going to be introduced to now is an idea called elokus. El, there's eloka, and then there's elokus, and then there's a nivra. Okay, a nivra has a self-identity that feels itself to be separate from the creator. As bottle as Malach Michal, for example, is to the creator, there's no question about it that Malach Michal is bittel b'metzias to the Abishar. But in and of itself, <clears throat> it has its own self-identity. Masha Enkain, when you're saying Chesed Vatzilus, you cannot say Chesed Vatzilus has its own identity as being a Yesh. It's an expression of Hashem. But is it Hashem? No, you can't say it's Hashem. But is it an expression of Hashem? Yeah, you can say that. And that's what he's saying in these words. Look at these words again. Afal even though we just spent a lot of time explaining how Kale cannot be Chesed of Atzilus, because Kale is talking about the Boire, it's talking about the Abishter. Shelo Kadma Ahedr, that nothing, right, there was never a time that he was not. Whereas Chesed of Atzilus, you could say there was a time that Chesed of Atzilus was not, and therefore, <coughs> excuse me, there is a Kadma Ahedr. Even though it's a Kayach Eloki, Ve'einenu Nivra, it is not, however, Nivra was not created, Vinifrad, and separate from Hashem. 
מכל מקום איננו גם כן עצמוס או ממש. So on the one hand, you cannot say about it, you're not saying that it's Atzmus or Yisbarach. You're not saying that it's the Eibishter. On the other hand, you cannot say that it's a table. Because it, there is a concept, like we say in, in Zayar, because the Kalim, the, the spirits of Atzilus, are completely united, completely one with the Hashem. So we could say that this is the difference between Elokah, Right? And elokus. Elokus means in, in, uh, in English you would call godliness. Elokah is Hashem, God. Two different things. So you cannot say about Chesed of Atzilus that that is God. But on the other hand, you cannot say about Chesed of Atzilus that it's the same as Malach Michal. With me? What? So therefore, we could say about it that it's elokus. We're saying that it's elokus, but don't make the mistake to say that it's God. It's not eloka. Yes. Uh, could you explain what exactly is the difference then between Yitzias and Nivra? What we're saying here is a Nivra has a self-identity. It's a yesh of some sort, even as minuscule of the yeshiness is, but there's a self-identity. Malch Michal has a self-identity. Chesed Vatzilus is not a self-identity. Chesed Vatzilus is an expression of Hashem, right, in the format of Chesed. It doesn't have its own self-identity. You got it? And that's why before when we said, right, as opposed to that everything, whoever, whatever it's found, so Nimtzayim could mean also later on, Nivrayim, but Nivraim cannot mean Nimsaim. In other words, everything that's found, so to speak, in existence, is being found as what? Whether you're talking about the spheres of Atzilus, or you're talking about Malach Machol, or you're talking about this table, right? Are all things that had Kadma Haeder. Before they came into being, there was a time that they were not in being. Once you say that there was a time that they were not in being, by definition, you cannot say that that is Hashem. Good? Clear? But you have to say that there is a definite distinction between Chesed of Atzilus, Malach Mechol, and this table. Right? What you're going to say is Malach Mechol and this table, however, because Malach Mechol is in Bria, from Bria down, Bria Tzionasiya, is already the identity of a Yesh. Now, no one's going to confuse Malach Mechol with a table. Malach Mechol is Bitl Metzias to the Abisha. Right? A person down here in this world is not bottled Metzias to the Abisha necessarily. However, and so there's a very big distinction between the two, but in the Etzim Inyan, they're both the concept of a Yesh. With me? Let's go further. After, after, afterwards, afterwards. Vahu kamo al derech mashal, and this is like by way of a mashal. Hamachshava ba'adam, the thought of a person, she'enenu atzmus ha'nefesh, you cannot say that the thought that a person has in his mind is the etzim of his soul. Afal pi shehu mekoychas ha'ispashtus ma'nefesh, but you can say that the thoughts that are going on in a person's mind are an expression of the soul. 
Ispashtus, the way it, the soul spreads itself out. Afalpi, even though, who Yeah, never Yeah. In other words, uh, that's a very good muscle. On the other one hand, machshava is not separate from the person, right? You cannot read my machshavas. Masha Enkin, if I go and do something in action, you could see that there is an action involved. That you could see. But my machshava, you have no idea what's in my mind right now. But no one's going to confuse and say, my machshava is my etzim neshama. No, it's a garment of the soul. You following? So he says, On this there is a tremendous amount. So, there are three um, adjectives that when you're talking about seichel, um, in Hasidus you talk about. There's the idea of the width, reichav. there's the depth, and then there's the aruch, the length. Okay? So, the Depth, depending on how deep the idea is that you're speaking or thinking about, that will then automatically cause there to be the width. Width refers to how I apply this subject to many different other subjects and how I see it in lots of different things. So, for example, um, the example I like to give is, for example, Einstein. Einstein understood science physics, right? So he was able to see the science in a very, very deep way. So he was able to see the science and physics and everything in the world. It wasn't the way I understand physics or science. I see it the way it says it in the textbook. But I don't see it in every aspect of life. He would see it in every aspect of life because his depth of understanding is much greater. So therefore his reich of his wit. Think about it in terms of a river. If you have a river that's only uh, you know, six inches deep, it's not going to be so wide. So what's the difference between length? Uh, I didn't get to length yet. We're only talking about depth and width now. Yeah, so what's the between... The depth, depth, how deep you understand the idea, that, like what's the core of the idea? Yeah. What's the core of it? What's like, what is it? What is it? Yeah. Then you are able to see it in a lot of different areas. <coughs> Not the same thing at all. And width. Very different. You're saying, but you're saying to have width, you have to have depth? Because in general, you're going to see that that's usually the way it is. Because awesome. think about a river. Think about a river. A river that's deep. Let's say a river that's 50 feet deep. It's not going to usually be like this. It's going to be wide. Very. Uh, where, where do you see it in nature? It doesn't happen. Yeah, maybe like that, but there, there are rivers that are not so wide that are deep. Okay, okay, Nami, okay, whatever. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Generally speaking, if you have a depth to it, right, you have width. When you don't have a depth to it, you're not going to have width. If, uh, the way Einstein sees science, for example, let's use that as, a, as our marshal. We could all agree that Einstein understands the depth of science, right, a lot better than... I understand the depths of science. So therefore, when he sees the depths of science, he sees it in everything. Our example, let's give a better example. The Rebbe, uh, what was his name? Oh, gosh. Um, there was a, there was a, the story, Rabbi Fatil says this story. Oh, wow, what, what is it? I think his name is Chaim Zimmerman. I, if, I'm, if I made a mistake in the name, I'm sorry. But he was a big uh, genius in learning. And he wrote a book. He wrote a book. What was it about? Maybe the International Dateline or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly the Nikud of the book. And and he gave it into the Rebbe. Very. He, he made only a few cop, certain copies of it because he it was only for people that would really 
be understanding. And he gave it into the Rebbe, and by the next morning, uh, the Rebbe had uh, certain explanations. And this person was like one of the greatest learners in the, in the world at that time. And uh, he was like uh, beyond himself in terms of the, the knowledge, how the Rebbe understands. And, and he said to the, the students, he says that you don't understand what you have here. You don't understand what the Rebbe is, the way the Rebbe understands something. And he gave an example. For example, right? When you and I learn Gemara, we see, like on a page of Gemara, one story, another story, another story, another story. We see it as like separate things. You know, sometimes we see they're loosely tied in together, not loosely tied in together, whatever. Someone who is a bigger uh, Torah scholar than us would see that what? That on one page of Gemara, right? On one page of Gemara, you have one Nakuda. It's being expressed in lots of different ways. Someone who's a bigger genius than that would see that in one, from Mishnah to Mishnah, right? It's like one point. Someone who is even a bigger genius would see a whole chapter of Gemara. It's like really one point. It's an expression, but there's one Etzim Nakuda that's being brought out here. Someone who's a bigger genius than that would say that one Mesechta, all above Metziah is one point. You could bring it down to one point, and then you could see the variations, how the, the width of that point. But really, it's one Nakuda. Someone who's even a bigger genius would see the whole of Seder Nizikin is one Nakuda, and you see how it manifests in Baba Kama, Baba Metziah, Baba Basra, etc. Sanhedrin. And someone who is you know, the biggest genius uh, in Torah learning could be able to see that the whole Torah, you could see the depth of one point. So the idea here is that the deeper you go, you could really see how it's manifest in everything. So, for example, so, with, uh, so he was saying how, how you, you know, you think that, you know, you, know <laughs> that the Rebbe, you don't understand. Like, uh, and it was like going wild. And he's like, you see the Rebbe's point. Uh, okay. Anyway, the point being what? The point being that the deeper you go into something, you're going to see how it reflects in the width of different things. So like, for example, the Rebbe. The Rebbe would give us a Sikha every week or every, you know, every Pagra, whatever it is. So he knew that if he would come along and say the one Nakuda of Taira, we would have no idea what he's talking about. We still don't really have any idea what he's talking about. You know, every time you read it, you like see new insights into what he's saying. So instead, what he would do is he's like trying to teach us. So how did he try to teach us? He's like making it like a mosaic. Nelson, you know what a mosaic is? With, with tiles, right? Tiles. Like, so he puts a blue tile here and a red tile here. And little by little, he's filling in this picture that over the course of time, that's sort of like what we're trying to do in yeshiva also, right? Uh, we're trying to like give you like a mosaic of what Jewish life is and what Torah learning is. And hopefully over the course of time, you see this big picture. Like when you first come to yeshiva, you think it's like all you see is this blue tile, right? And then you see, oh, there's a red tile also. And then you see, oh, wow, there's also a yellow tile, right? But you don't see the bigger picture. As the longer you go in learning, the longer you go in being from, you start to see that there's like a whole mosaic here. That when you first came, you didn't realize that that was like, the, that, that this whole bigger picture here. You just saw the blue tile. I'm giving that as an example. <coughs> so that's what it means, depth. So the deeper you understand something, the more wide it is. 
Then there's the idea of arichus, or arach. Arach means the length. The length means it's how far away can you go from the source. So like, for example, a, um, a, uh, a wellspring, right? We say a wellspring becomes into a river, and then it flows away from the wellspring, <coughs> but it's always attached to the wellspring, but it goes further and further and further and further away. So let's say uh, Einstein now wants to teach a five-year-old uh, arithmetic. So now what is he going to do? He's going to say, okay, well, if you have uh, one candy and you have another candy, right? So how many candies do you have? And he puts one candy on the table, another candy on the table, right? And he says, oh, I have, uh, oh, you see, there's two candies here. Oh, you see, so there's, but the child, what is he seeing? The child is seeing the candies. He's not necessarily been able to make that jump to the theoretical concept of one plus one is equal to two. He sees one candy plus one candy is equal to two candies, but he doesn't necessarily make that jump yet to understand that, well, this would also apply that if I had pencils, maybe one pencil, but no, no, because he's just looking, he's focusing on what he is comfortable with, that candy. So the idea of Aruch is how far away can you go from the initial source to bring it down to a level that people could understand. Kapish? He says here, I don't know how we got into this topic. Uh, we went a little bit off target here. Right? So there are arichas, there's like many, 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 uh, there's a lot to talk about this, okay? But also you could say, you know, this, the, there's a lot to, to bring out in this, but we need, you know, essentially, uh, from our perspective, we're like the child here, you know, in this whole story, because we're like looking at the candies. I mean, <laughs> we don't necessarily understand. But the bottom line is this this. This Nakuda needs to be investigated more, and there's a lot to be discussed about it, and there is a lot already discussed about it. But this idea of this, this, how this all fits together, how this works, how this, on the one hand, we have Chesed of Atzilus, and it's definitely a, one with Hashem. On the other hand, we have the idea of Shem Kale, right, which is the Hashem. And the question that has to be coming up in our mind is, why do I even need that? Why do I need the shame kale? Why don't I just say God for everything? Like, what's the point? So there must be some point to it, obviously. And there must be some relationship to chesed, obviously, because otherwise, you know, what are we talking about? But the question is, what is that relationship? So we have to develop that more. We have to understand that more. Okay, this whole idea of... Uh, uh, depth, Aymek, Rachev, and Aruch, that was totally off tangent. <laughs> it really doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about here, but as long as we're talking about it, it's an interesting idea. All right, uh, let's stop here for today and we'll pick up Mirza uh, Shaman Sunday. <laughs>